Section 31 of Reviews by Oscar Wilde This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Reviews by Oscar Wilde Edited by Robert Ross Section 31 The Children of the Poets Paul Mall Gazette, October 14, 1886 The idea of this book is exceedingly charming. As children themselves are the perfect flowers of life, so a collection of the best poems written on children should be the most perfect of all anthologies. Yet the book itself is not by any means a success. Many of the loveliest child poems in our literature are excluded, and not a few feeble and trivial poems are inserted. The editor's work is characterized by sins of omission and of commission, and the collection, consequently, is very incomplete and very unsatisfactory. Andrew Marvell's exquisite poem, The Picture of Little T.C., for instance, does not appear in Mr. Robinson's volume, nor The Young Love of the Same Author nor the beautiful elegy Ben Jonson wrote on the death of Salathiel Pavey, the little boy actor of his plays. Waller's verses also, To My Young Lady Lucy Sidney, deserve a place in an anthology of this kind, and so do Mr. Matthew Arnold's lines To a Gypsy Child, and Edgar Allan Poe's Annabel Lee, a little lyric full of strange music and strange romance. There is, possibly, much to be said in favor of such a poem as that which ends with, And I thank my God with falling tears for the things in the bottom drawer. But how different it is from, I was a child, and she was a child, in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabelle Lee, with a love that the winged seraphs of heaven coveted her and me. The selection from Blake, again, is very incomplete, many of the loveliest poems being excluded, such as Those on the Little Girl Lost and The Little Girl Found, The Cradle Song, Infant Joy, and others. Nor can we find Sir Henry Wotton's Hymn Upon the Birth of Prince Charles. Sir William Jones's dainty four-line epigram on The Babe, or the delightful lines to T.L.H., A Child, by Charles Lamb. The gravest omission, however, is certainly that of Herrick. Not a single poem of his appears in Mr. Robertson's collection, and yet no English poet has written of children with more love and grace and delicacy. His Ode on the Birth of Our Saviour, his poem To His Saviour, A Child, A Present by a Child, his Graces for Children, and his many lovely epitaphs on children, are all of them exquisite works of art, simple, sweet, and sincere. An English anthology of child poems that excludes Herrick is an English garden without its roses, and an English woodland without its singing birds, 
and for one verse of Herrick we would gladly give in exchange even those long poems by Mr. Ashby Steary, Miss Manella Smedley, and Mr. Lewis Morris of Penryn, to which Mr. Robertson has assigned a place in his collection. Mr. Robertson also should take care, when he publishes a poem, to publish it correctly. Mr. Bret Hart's Dickens in Camp, for instance, is completely spoiled by two ridiculous misprints. In the first line, dimpling is substituted for drifting to the entire ruin of rhyme and reason, and in the ninth verse, the pensive glory that fills the Kentish hills appears as the Persian glory, with a large capital P. Mistakes such as these are quite unpardonable, and make one feel that, perhaps, after all, it was fortunate for Herrick that he was left out. A poet can survive everything but a misprint. As for Mr. Robertson's preface, like most of the prefaces in the Canterbury series, it is very carelessly written. Such a sentence as, I believe that Mrs. Piat's poems, in particular, will come to many readers, fresh as well as delightful contributions from across the ocean, is painful to read. Nor is the matter much better than the manner. It is fantastic to say that Raphael's pictures of the Madonna and child dealt a deadly blow to the monastic life, and to say, with reference to Greek art, that Cupid by the side of Venus enables us to forget that most of her sighs are wanton. is a very crude bit of art criticism, indeed. Wordsworth, again, should hardly be spoken of as one who was not in general a man from whom human sympathies welled profusely. But this criticism is as nothing compared to the passage where Mr. Robertson tells us that the scene between Arthur and Hubert in King John is not true to nature, because the child's pleadings for his life are playful as well as piteous. Indeed, Mr. Robertson, forgetting Mamilius as completely as he misunderstands Arthur, states very clearly that Shakespeare has not given us any deep readings of child nature. Paradoxes are always charming, but judgments such as these are not paradoxical. They are merely provincial. On the whole, Mr. Robertson's book will not do. It is, we fully admit, an industrious compilation, but it is not an anthology, it is not a selection of the best, for it lacks the discrimination in good taste, which is the essence of selection, and for the want of which no amount of industry can atone. The child poems of our literature have still to be edited. The Children of the Poets, an anthology from English and American writers of three generations, edited with an introduction by Eric S. Robertson. Walter Scott End of Section 31 Read by Dennis Sayers in Modesto, California For LibriVox Spring 
2007.